Welcome to Energy Talks, a regular podcast series with expert discussions on power system testing topics. My name is Scott Williams from the podcast team at Omicron, and I will be your host. Hello, everyone. This is one of many Energy Talks episodes called In the Shoes of Field Engineers, in which we offer you practical tips for testing electrical equipment on-site at substations. In this episode, we speak again with Omicron field testing expert Marcus Stenner about his tips for protection testing during commissioning. He talks about the various tests and how long it takes them to perform them before protection systems are put into operation at substations. Specifically, Marcus addresses the differences he encounters between protection systems in various regions of the world and how best to prepare for them before testing. He also highlights the advancements that have been made over the years to make protection testing more efficient. Most importantly, Marcus describes the common mistakes that are made while performing protection testing during commissioning and how to avoid them in the field. Lastly, he offers his recommendations for making sure that protection testing is complete and runs smoothly during commissioning at substations. Hello, Marcus. Welcome back to this episode of Energy Talks. Yeah, hello, Scott. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you again for joining me. Marcus, you have a lot of practical power system testing experience in the field. In previous episodes of Energy Talks, you provided our listeners with practical tips for testing instrument transformers, as well as testing power transformers during commissioning. I understand that another area of specialty of yours is in the area of protection testing. Could you tell us about your experience in the area of protection testing? Yeah, Scott, I started my work at uh, Omicron 2004 as a commissioning engineer. Over the years, I worked in different countries and projects. As an example, I worked in a HVDC project in China or the Metro project in Mecca to get the protection system ready for commissioning. So do you still perform protection testing in the field? And if so, how are you involved? Yes, I'm still doing protection testing for commissioning or maintenance, uh, but I mainly use the opportunity of protection testing to support the program of Omicron, which is called Walking in the Shoes of Our Customers, where we as protection engineers give Omicron product developers the opportunity to visit us in the substations of our customers to get a better understanding of how our customers use our products and how their workflow is in the real life. Interesting. So would you consider protection testing to be one of your favorite types of testing? For me, the protection testing is still quite interesting. Each customer has different protection philosophies and protection concepts. The challenge is to find out how the protection system works at each individual customer and to find and eliminate the mistakes in the protection concept and settings or wiring. So, Marcus, what are you checking when performing protection testing during commissioning? Yeah, during commissioning, it's very important that we check that the whole system is working. It's not only the protection device which needs to be checked. Sometimes we have two protection devices at the panels or three. So we have an overlapping of the protection functions and all protection functions needs to be worked together. But this is, yeah, there's more than protection devices. We have also to check if the wiring of the CTs and VTs are correctly, if the ratio is correct. So we're doing a CTVT testing. So instrument transformers are checked in the same time during the commissioning. We've checked also that the protection relay trips the circuit breaker. If there's a real fall during operation, that the circuit breaker trips. So I want to hear the circuit breaker, the noise of the circuit breaker 
which is tripped by each protection device separately. How long does it take you to complete these steps? This is depending on the complexity of the protection system and what is connected to the protection system. So in Germany, we have 110 substations. And when I talk about the voltage level, we have one protection device. Sometimes we have a bay controller and we have the normal setup for line feeder. That means it takes me one and a half day for the instrument transformer testing. Then I have another half day for interlocking tests and all signal tests that all signals are coming to the protection device, to the bay controller. And it's scheduled that one day is for the protection testing and bay controller testing okay. and SCADA tests. And one day or a half day for the, for the energization after the commissioning. So Marcus, what has changed in the area of protection testing since you started to perform these tests? Yeah, good question. What has changed? When I started, electromechanical relays were still installed in the substations of our customers. Now they are mostly replaced by digital relays. And digital re relays can be set up in a thousand different ways. Therefore, you must be trained to understand how the algorithm or the software of the device works. Yeah, there it's important to read the manual of each device and manufacturer which is installed in the actual project to pe prepare yourself, the protection and the testing file correctly. So Marcus, what are some of the advancements that have been made in protection testing? Yeah, in the past, all protection tests were done by using a Variac testing device and writing down the results of the test manually in the report. But now it changed a bit by using the test universe and the Omicron control center, the short form is OCC. We can create a test plan by using different modules to test specific protection functions which are enabled in the protection device. The huge benefit of the OCC in, in my point of view is that the OCC can be easily reused for the next protection device when the functionality is the same and only the specific line settings must be changed. If the report is created once, it's easy and fast to adapt the test report and run the test again. Interesting. Very good. So. I've heard the term protection system testing. What does this mean and how is it applied? Yeah, as far as the protection system getting more complex, also the protection tests needs to be adapted to the complexity of the protection system. For an example, live line differential protection with the protection data communication. There we have to test the protection system and not just protection functions which are enabled in the device. And to do the test, we need to perform an end-to-end -end test by injecting time-synchronized test values at each end of the line. Yeah, this test can be realized by the traditional setting test by using the test universe template, for example, to test the trip time characteristic of the line differential. Or what I mostly use now is the real beneficial realism test where I can test the system and not only the function, especially when more than one protection functions are enabled and I have an overlapping of these functions in the protection concept. Very good. So I want to come back to two points that you've already mentioned. First of all, Marcus, are all protection systems the same in all substations? And if not, what are the differences and how does this impact testing? Uh, definitely not all protection systems are the same in all substations. Each utility has its own standard and protection philosophy. So yeah, this has an impact how we create the test, how we set up the test, 
and yeah, that we can f test everything and find mistakes in the substation. So, Marcus, you you mentioned that there are different philosophies for protection testing. You know, why is this the case? Yeah, there could be different protection philosophies because of different countries, different utilities, and. From the history, the growing of the grid is, is quite important. What you, you don't know, was it coming from the solid grounded or from the pedal compensated um, grid? So, yeah, in how the lines are going together and yeah, the growing is a big, a big topic there and everything needs to be calculated again. And so different countries, different settings, different utilities, different cities, different okay. sort of differences in the utilities. So before we begin, there's a lot to consider. Are there any special considerations to make during the commissioning of protection systems? Yeah, during the commissioning, the scope of the test should be larger and more precise to find all mistakes. I prefer a check from the signal source to the receiver. Regarding the tests of protection devices, I test all enabled protection, supervision and interlocking functions. and. Well, everything is available, everything is shut down, and so you can find everything and dig deeper in the problems of, of the of the substation. Yeah, and, and additionally to that, I test the annotations to the SCADA system. This is also not done every time during maintenance testing. Okay. So in your opinion, Marcus, are there any errors or mistakes that are commonly made? And if there are, do you have some examples of what you would do differently? There are some typical settings. Normally, it's the direction of the CTs. The engineer who has done the specification for the substation placed the CT in one direction, but in, in the real system, it's the opposite way around. So this is what we need to eliminate. When you change these settings, you have to change also the setting in the, in the setup of the protection device. So you have adapted to the real life. Yeah, very often we have firing mistakes. So just by using the, the wrong terminal and you have the twisted wire or, yeah, and this is, needs to be solved during commissioning. If you do it, if you don't find it during commissioning, you will have a, a fail operation during the system is in service. Do the testing devices you use help you in any way to avoid these mistakes? Yeah, it's it's quite good. The testing device and the software, what we're using within Omicron is, um, I call it OCC, so our Omicron Control Center. I can I can make my own workflow in the template. And when I follow that workflow, I can save some time. This is the first good point. And I know when this is running, I have 100%, now not 100%, but 90%, I'm sure that it's not myself and the device, mostly it's a substation where it's a problem or the protection device where it's a problem. So the, the devices, the testing devices helps a lot. Okay. Well, that is a definite big help in terms of both safety and saving time. And of course, avoiding those errors. Marcus, do you have any additional tips for engineers in the area of protection testing? Yeah. The first mistake, it could be the wiring from the testing device to the terminals. So the testing engineer is the first fault what I what I check. So when I have a bad day, I could be the reason that something is wrong. So I check myself if I set it up the system correctly. And if you have a bad stomach feeling, have a deeper look into the testing and the testing routines. Your stomach will, will guide you to solve that mistakes. So in addition to trusting your gut, 
If there are a few points that our listeners should remember from our conversation, Marcus, what would they be? Yeah, for me, it's it's quite important that you need to be prepared. So try to get all documentation you can get from the customer or from the project company. Prepare the OCC files to have a proper workflow in the test report to save time in the substation. And yeah, go from the source to the receiver of the signals and test the whole path of the signals. That's for me the most important way to do it. And if you think there's a problem, dig deeper. Very good point. Nice concluding words. Marcus, in addition to looking on the Omicron website under the section called Applications, as well as under Training to find related webinars and training courses, where can our listeners get more information about protection testing? Yeah, that's a good question. When you have a device, when our customers have a device and uh, they own the device, they can sign up at the customer area of Omicron. And there we have a knowledge library. And in the knowledge library, our customers can find a lot of application notes regarding different topics, protection systems, circuit breaker testing, instruments transformer testing. We have not only application notes, technical papers, and yeah, in different languages. So German, English, ah, please have a look and, and check if it's helpful for you. So the knowledge library in the customer area, sign up and you'll find a lot of information there. Well, Marcus, thank you for joining me in this episode of Energy Talks. Yeah, thank you for the invitation again, and maybe we'll see you the next time. Definitely. We'll certainly invite you back for the next topic. Thank you again, Marcus. Thank you. A big thank you to our audience for listening to this episode of Energy Talks. If you like what you hear and have not done so already, please be sure to subscribe to Energy Talks on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode. We always welcome your questions and feedback, simply send us an email to podcast at omicronenergy.com. Omicron has several years of experience in power system testing and offers you the matching solution for your application. This includes protection testing solutions, which we talked about in this episode. For more information, be sure to visit our website at omicronenergy.com. Knowledge sharing is very important to Omicron, on our website, you can also find the latest papers on various power system testing topics, upcoming seminars and events, as well as webinars and training courses. Please join us to listen to the next episode of Energy Talks. Goodbye for now, everyone.